Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about some excellent global research that's been performed by accounting firm PricewaterhouseCoopers. They recently published their latest prediction reports for a number of geographies around the world. And today, we're going to pull one piece of data out of a fairly lengthy report. And over the next several days, we're going to pull out significant items that are worth noting from this 108-page report. The top areas for investment, according to PricewaterhouseCoopers, are number one, warehousing, number two, fulfillment, number three, workforce housing, number four, senior housing, and number five, mid-scale hotels. And last, at the top of the list, is number six, medical office. I personally find it comforting that my company is currently investing in four out of those six areas listed as the top asset classes for 2019. We're going to talk more about these other asset classes on future episodes. Today, we're going to zero in on the worst asset class on the list. Heading up, the worst asset class on the list are virtually all forms of retail, with suburban malls and big box stores at the bottom end of the list. Now, the latest buzzword in retail is experiential retail. You're going to see a lot more experiential retail. You need to give people a reason to go to a retail location. So what's experiential retail? It combines an element of retail and entertainment. A great example of this is a store in London, England called House of Vans, and they live up to the company motto being off the wall. Vans is a maker of athletic shoes that target the skateboarder market. House of Vans is a location where art, music, BMX, street culture, and fashion converge. You can find almost everything you can imagine in this 30,000 square foot building. There's a cinema, a cafe, a live music venue, an art gallery, and the bottom floor holds the most unique feature, the concrete skateboarding bowl, mini ramp, and street course. So you can actually go skateboarding or BMX biking in the basement of the building. IKEA has got into the experiential retail game and hosts sleepover parties in some of their stores. This gives shoppers a chance to try out the beds for real. Knowing how all these innovations are going to play out really isn't clear. Understanding and predicting retail sentiment is complex. Now, I may not be a retail expert, but one metric I've heard for decades is dollars per square foot. The top of the heap for experiential retailers is Apple. In fact, for retailers overall, a visit to the Apple store has always been an experience. You can interact with the products in a live setting. You can listen to music. There's events and training classes. Apple has the best dollars per square foot in the industry at $5,546 per square foot in sales. Cabela's, a major retailer of outdoor equipment, has an archery range in the store. In fact, my son and I went there just to try different types of bows and spend some time together. Knowing whether someone is coming to the store merely for the experience or in fact to buy is an important factor, and retail stores are already under stress. While some retail experts are claiming that experiential retail is the future, I personally don't buy it. There's no question that a few retailers will transform the buyer experience through innovations like this. That will no doubt help that specific retailer, but it will do almost nothing to help the owner of the retail real estate. The price per square foot you can get in rent as a retail landlord is a function of supply and demand. It's really simple. If there's too much supply and not enough demand, well, prices are going to fall. Many businesses that have traditionally used a large format to carry local inventory are shrinking their footprints or closing altogether. One of the keys to achieving strong sales is having a good selection of product close to the point of consumption. That doesn't mean you need to have all your inventory out on the floor. The inventory needs to be near the point of sale. It doesn't need to be at the point of sale. You can rent warehouse space for $12 a square foot per year almost anywhere in the country. 
but when you put inventory on shelves, you get almost 10 times the inventory density in the same floor space compared with a retail showroom floor. Retail space in Class A shopping malls can cost upwards of $60 to $80 a square foot plus expenses. You can pay more than $200 a square foot in a truly prime location. You need to be doing a major amount of high margin business to justify those types of rental rates. Every square foot counts. You don't want to be leasing more space than you absolutely need. So when you extract the direct holding cost of the inventory, the cost of the real estate to house that inventory is a significant cost. By using warehouse space instead of retail space, retailers experience the compounded savings of the higher density storage and the lower cost per square foot. Together, the real estate component can be 50 times cheaper in a warehouse compared with a retail storefront. And that's why e-commerce companies like Amazon can beat retailers even with higher shipping costs. Their real estate costs are a fraction of the retailers. And that's why I believe there's going to be a surplus of retail real estate for decades to come. Is retail dead? Absolutely not. But there's going to be an excess of supply. And when you obey the laws of supply and demand, the market will tell you what's going to happen. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.